We are back. This is Opeti the Podcast Season 2. We are your hosts, Steph and Tamer. And we are here to serve you all the tea on Opeti Life. But if you can't wait to hear what we're serving this week, head on over to our Instagram at Opeti. Oh my God, there is so much tea. I know. Let's, Let's go. go. Hi guys, and welcome back to episode 12 of Opeti the Podcast. Hi, Steph. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Another week, another episode. We are back. We are back. Okay, so this is an episode that I've personally wanted to do for a very long time, ever since Steph and I had this conversation about this particular topic. Um, we reached out, um, I think, once or twice to a few people, some ambassadors and people on our Instagram, and we asked about their opinion as well. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about people's attitudes towards au pairing. And before we kind of get into all the different reasons... Um, I kind of just really quickly wanted to highlight the reason why we're doing this episode. So it was quite a while ago. It was around Christmas time. And if you listen to our podcast, you'll kind of know the story about what happened with me. And I was, you know, not feeling so great. And I had this conversation with somebody I went to university with. And long story short, she had a very negative overview of au pairing. It was, you know, it's not worth it. You're basically a slave and she made me feel very very shit about being an au pair and I don't feel that way now but it kind of sparked something in me when I spoke to Steph about it and we were like we need to do a topic on this and we have to do an episode and we need to discuss it because I feel like it's not like I've definitely not really heard anything like this before like people's people discussing attitudes towards au pairing so I think it's that's why we kind of reached out to other people as well and within this episode we're going to be talking um, about some of the responses we got and as well as our pairs we actually got a host mum who came who got in contact with us so today we're just going to jump into it and I will say it's um it's mainly negative unfortunately right Steph yeah I, it mainly is. yeah mainly negative I think it's just uh misunderstandings people don't mm-hmm. understand people don't always know what an au pair is which means that that can give them negative feelings towards towards it if they're not 100% sure kind of what it involves what it entails how stressful it actually is (laughs) yeah and obviously you know we have all had very different experiences and if you're an au pair now or if you're a future au pair you will have different experiences as well and everything we talk about here we haven't we might not have specifically experienced firsthand but it is just kind of a collection of what we've gathered so Mm -hmm. I think when people think about au pairing or they haven't really heard about it or they're kind of discussing it a lot of the times people joke and some people are very serious about it that we are just a glorified babysitter and hmm. we we definitely are not and if you scroll all the way back to our very first episode what the heck is an au pair we kind of went through the differences between au pairing and babysitting and nannying all of which are you know valuable jobs and yeah. all of which have their different positives and negatives but mm-hmm. I think I try not to be like vicious to people who are like oh you're just a babysitter I'm like listen like there actually is a difference as well so Steph how do you feel when people uh, you're a nanny you know what what's how- I mean it doesn't it annoys me I guess a little bit because like there's a lot more to being an au pair I mean we said in our first episode that au pair defines as equal to that's what it means in French so yeah. we become part of the family we there's a lot more than just looking after the kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that annoys me a little bit. But also, we are kind of an international nanny, you know. <laughs> but nannies are very similar to au pairs. They're just 
different schedule wise and you know some they don't necessarily do have a relationship with the family outside of work hours whereas au pairs normally do mm-hmm. if that makes sense so yeah I feel like know. it's a lot more structured whereas yeah. au pairing is a lot more flexible and it's obviously more ingrained yeah exactly but like it doesn't annoy me as such because we kind of are nannies Bitch, <laughs> in a, we are in, not nannies. in a way in a way like we do the same things that maybe a nanny would do that just the schedules are different and the times probably are different the rules of like how many hours you can work etc are different and mm. not not all nannies live in the house that they're working in so yeah. there is differences but also when when I say to people hey I'm an au pair and they're like what's an au pair I say it's an international nanny because they know what you know <laughs> I'm like it's living that's, childcare <laughs> that's the only way that you, I feel like I can describe it that people will understand what I'm doing yeah on a day-to-day basis do you know what I mean yeah I definitely um, think like the worst thing like for me personally I hate it when people tell me like it's not a real job or you know yeah. what's the point you should be building your career you can only do it for a year or two blah, blah, like you're just wasting time that is what really, really yes. gets to me. And it's like, wh- like one, why the hell are you bothered what I'm doing with my life? Like, I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing. Lol. Um, <laughs> but what's it got to do with you? And it's like, yeah. maybe, I don't know, some people become au pairs just to, you know, have a, not like a gap year, but to kind of just take a, take a not a break, but just kind of get away. And some people yeah, do it because they want to. Well, exactly. Yeah. And some people want to, you know, work in childcare. And this is just, you know, more experience and things like that. But I, yeah. I find it so fascinating how people get so invested in other people's, you know, career choices and life yeah. choices. And I'm like, you don't, <clears throat> un- like, I am absolutely fine if someone says, you know, I have no idea what an au pair is and I'm not being disrespectful, but what the hell? I will happily explain it. But it's when people are just ignorant mm-hmm. and just rude about it and they're like, you waste that's what that girl said to me like you're just wasting a year or two and I'm like bitch please yeah like we being an au pair is so valuable for your future I feel like you gain experience independence um like experience in working and in general life yeah um and when we go back and we update our CVs ready to like get a career and get on with our lives back home when we put like we've been abroad for a year working like that's going to be something so amazing on our cvs do you know what i mean like people are going to look at that and be like so interested in that and yeah it's a valuable bit of experience to have when you're going for interviews in the future so like it doesn't affect you building your career i feel like this is building your career you know definitely and you know i I mean, I feel like there are a lot of au pairs from South Africa. Like, certainly I have quite a number of, like, friends who are from South Africa. And I was actually talking to a couple of them recently, and they said that part of the reason why they became au pairs is not just for childcare, but it's so that they can save money and send it back home and put it in their bank accounts and leave it there because they can earn so much more here in shorter in a shorter amount of time than they could in South Africa. And there's just mm-hmm. more opportunities here. So I am very in awe I know that you and I have always said we're very you know amazed and in awe of people who are au pairs in countries where they don't speak the native language but I'm also in awe of somebody who would go to another country obviously legally not illegally um and (laughs) earn money and send it back home because that because clearly that shows that you are willing 
You are willing to go to a foreign country. You are willing to leave everything you know. You're willing to come out of your comfort zone to earn money to make your future better and, you know, potentially send it back to your family if they need help. So really, that shows what kind of person you are as well. Yeah, exactly. So stick it. Stick it, mate. Stick it, mate. What are you doing? Oh, my God. (laughs) like to see you building your career, honey. Yeah, bitch. You just go back to Tesco. (laughs) Lol, I shouldn't grass on tesco i love tesco <laughs> do you love tesco oh miss them um, i miss them but on the other side there is people like friends back home and people that i used to work with that are generally like curious about what i do and have shown interest in doing it themselves because they've seen me doing it so yes. you know there's people that like i haven't even spoken to for years that i went to college with back in the day and they they messaged me and they're like you know it, curious about what I'm doing like hey how can I do that like it's so awesome like, oh my god literally great same. time yeah and people want to know kind of what what it is what what we do on a day-to-day basis how much we pay like all the in, ins and outs of it yeah so, like, and that's great like people generally are fascinated and and think oh that looks really cool yeah you know um and on that note I'm just gonna stop us and give a little shout out to Paige Richmond who I know will be listening to this episode she went to university (laughs) with me for three years and we worked together as well and she has just gone into matching um for her for her her first host family and I'm so excited for her so Paige good luck you know where we are if if you need us but yeah Paige was someone who (laughs) got through got to au pairing because obviously I did it and she was like oh what's all this about and so I kind of helped set her up and I've gone through her application and stuff with her so I'm so proud that she's actually like doing it and she's gonna be in America and hopefully once she's over here we can meet up so Paige good luck I'm very very happy for you go get it girl yeah (laughs) um that's so exciting um but yeah it is nice when people recognize what you're doing and think that what you're doing looks fun and adventurous and they want to like do what you're doing and yes. live their lives to the fullest. Do you know what Get I mean? It, girl. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like it's inspiring people to to get out of their comfort zone, especially people that knew me back when I was back in my hometown and I was somebody that never really left their comfort zone. I would stay in my little bubble and I was very happy just staying at home and working in Sainsbury's, you know. Oh, we love Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know for me to come over here and do this is a big thing and people that know me know that yeah so when they see that I can come over here and do this and I'm having a great time and posting all my adventures they think oh maybe I can do that maybe I should do that maybe maybe it will change me as a person it'll give me experiences I'll have adventures like yeah just yeah it feels good that people notice you know definitely and I mean people notice a lot of things and especially when we tell them like this is how it works this is how much we get paid things like that um they're like well you're not paid enough you're basically a slave you know that's not living wage you don't there's not enough perks for the job but then it's like well we have I feel like we repeat ourselves Steph when we say this like we get paid in more in like we get paid more than just money do you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to pay for our room and board. We don't have to pay for the car. We don't pay for our phone. We don't pay for our insurance. We don't pay for, like, our vacations half the time. Obviously, depending yeah. on your host parents and stuff. But we get paid in so many ways. And, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, you can't really put a price on this experience and this cultural exchange. And Yeah, exactly. What we're getting after a year or two is so incredible. And I just... It's so much better than just coming to the country for, you know, two weeks on vacation and then going. Because I feel like... 
you know, that's fine, but we wanted something a bit more in-depth. In yeah. We wanted yeah. to leave. I wanted to put roots here in terms of having a connection, a bigger connection to the US than I had. And I, yeah. I know that when I leave, I'm going to have another family here and I'm going to have friends that I can come and visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we wanted to, like, actually see things that we wouldn't see or do as a tourist like I would have never come to Maryland ever you know I wouldn't have known about this area really at all yeah but here I am and like my daily like my (laughs) every weekend I'm in Washington DC like that's crazy yes queen yes so like you know things like that I would have never have done if I was coming over here as a tourist I probably would have gone to like Florida or yeah Uh, LA or something or New York York. the main places exactly like I wouldn't have gone to North Carolina to visit you or I wouldn't have gone to Maryland or probably wouldn't have gone to DC to be honest with you um but here we are exploring places that we couldn't of if we were only over here for a short period of time yeah which I think makes us super lucky and in regards to like the money it's people moan like oh the agency needs to like pay you more like the agency are not paying us that's government like states that that's how much that we get paid (laughs) it's nothing to do with like the agencies or the host families it is literally american government law that that's how much we get paid yeah (laughs) minimum amount yeah and i think you know you know we get we don't have to pay rent or anything like that so when you kind of balance it out it's actually not that bad what we're given is what we get what we're given is what we get and we can spend it on whatever the heck we want to spend it on (laughs) exactly as long as we pay our taxes we're fine exactly yeah Yeah. the one so talking about taxes one thing i disagree on is that we should pay taxes i really don't think that au pairs should pay taxes oh we like honestly like girls save that for the tax episode because that's going to be controversial yeah i really i don't agree with au pairs having to pay taxes it's because my friend is having to pay one thousand and like sixty dollars that's gonna be me next year oh yeah it's gonna be both next years and it just for the amount we get paid which isn't a lot yeah it's not a lot but it's we have to deal with it for the amount we get paid i think the amount of taxes we have to pay is just i i don't agree with it but anyway yeah that's a story for another episode let's not get into that one but yeah so people do say that we don't get paid enough um but it is enough to live on it's enough to treat yourself it's enough to travel if you you just have to be smart and it depends on the kind of person you are yeah i'm not very i am i am not good like take it from me i am not good with money at (laughs) all and i have managed to do eight states in six months soon to be 11 states so you know, if I can travel and buy clothes and nice go things to and go to Starbucks and Target, you can too. <laughs> you can do it too. You can do it. Reach high, guys. Yeah. <laughs> go high shoot hopes. for the stars, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, as well as kind of kind of on the topic of payment and stuff, we also get vacation time. And I know that in jobs you get paid vacation and stuff. So we are entitled to two weeks of paid holiday per year. Yeah. And most au pairs take a week here and a week there. And usually, I mean, it depends on your host family, but usually the host family choose one of the weeks and you choose the other. Yeah. Um, it's not recommended that you, you know, just take two days here and three there. It doesn't really work like that. Like it's not. You have to take. Okay. You have to take a week. The, the Yeah, much. you have to take. But it's not actually, technically, it's not two weeks, it's 10 days because the weekends don't count. Mm-hmm. It's five days here and five days here, Monday to Friday. Yeah. But a lot of the time, your host parents will give you the 14 days. Like, Yeah. Because you... the only reason is because 
95% of au pairs don't work weekends, so you'd have them mm-hmm. off anyway. Yeah. Um, so you only need the weekdays off. Yeah, um, it's basically days wherever you're, where your host parents would need to book extra childcare, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, it's I, very confusing. I remember talking to cultural care and I was like, what the hell does this mean? Because no one at training school really understood it. And I was like, uh, I don't get it. So like when I was here for like two months, I actually called them. I was like, can I just check what, what's going on? Because my LCC had no idea either. So cultural well, care, more training is needed. <laughs> <laughs> i love her though she's lovely okay um <laughs> wow again personally i feel like we should get more vacation because i feel like we should really? get i feel like we should get the same amount of vacation as a normal employee would get because we're doing 45 hours a week max right True. same if not more than the average person works but they're getting more vacation than we are why do we? Why don't we deserve the same amount of vacation as somebody that works in a in a in a safe way? I mean, to be fair though, we get two week. We're entitled to two weeks paid per year, and obviously, we can take more vacation if our host family are cool with it. We just won't get paid. But also, like like I had a week vacation earlier this year when we went to Disney World, but it didn't count towards my vacation days because my host family took me with them on their vacation. Yeah. So. I kind of did get extra vacay and I feel like some post families will just be like yeah whatever it's fine like just yeah let us know. I mean I know if I asked they would be fine with it but it's like I feel like there should be you just want as much as you can get to at least <laughs> another few days another week paid <laughs> yes at least yeah you so know? what do you think about um we got a message through on our responses when we asked about this question and Steph do you want to talk about the person who said about who talks about the host parents setting the attitude who I don't know who said that oh so we said you know what's going on guys and you know they said that some people like the attitudes towards repairing is how the host parents set it for them you know with regards to through their expectations and how they treat the au pair so they in essence they were saying that you know for example people would kind of think of au pairs as you know nannies or babysitters or kind right. of you know modern day servants if the host families treated them like that but if they see that we're being you know treated as a valuable member of the family they'll have a more positive view I think that's what they were trying to say yeah I mean it's we've said this before in previous episodes that it's so easy for host families to take advantage of an au pair so easy but I because think because they're here all the time yeah and obviously it depends on the country you're in and stuff and whether you're with an agency or not yeah but obviously there are you know legal things and guidelines and th- but yeah. obviously yeah it's very easy for host parents to do it sometimes without even realizing that they're yeah exactly taking advantage it's kind of t- comes back to our last episode when we talked about new and experienced host families mm-hmm. but i feel like this would kind of relate more to a new host family that doesn't know everything 100 percent, isn't experienced you know yeah definitely I think it's just knowing and I think uh, yeah I think it goes back to the host family as well and how they treat you and how the world kind of perceives you in a way I think it's difficult to say because a lot of people have preconceived ideas about what an au pair is and a lot of the time they're completely you know off balance because they're they're you know opinions come from their ignorance of not actually knowing what an au pair is they kind of just assume bitch you a babysitter like honey no yeah sit down let me tell you i guess there probably is families out there not ne- not necessarily just in america that just hear about au pairs you know just 
in conversation and think oh somebody that lives here all the time that can look after my kids because you know I don't want to great let's do it but they don't actually like get what an au pair is don't want to like put the effort in to make that au pair feel part of the family we've heard horror stories multiple of them oh god yeah, um, yeah. so it can that can taint the name of au pair yeah and a lot of yeah. it also with regards to us being paid, it also comes down to the cost of an au pair. And this is something mm-hmm. that has been going around for literally years, ever since the au pair program really got started. And I remember when I was in training school and even when I was applying, they showed us, they sent me this video of um, like a, a, an, um, an American who had an au pair and they were interviewed for local news. And it was all about like, mi- like living wages and how someone kind of broke it down. It was like au pairs are being underpaid essentially and stuff and so when we put our thing out on our instagram saying please give us your ideas for this podcast episode um a current host mom actually replied to us and she said that when she tells people oh hey i'm hosting an au pair they give her that kind of oh you must be rich look and you know it's it depends what you define as rich i don't really say rich i kind of say like well off um Mm -hmm. because i think rich kind of gives a, a kind of awkward impression yeah and so in preparation for this episode i actually went onto cultural care's website to kind of refresh my memory of how much hosting an au pair actually costs and i remember like i mean i read some of it the other day and i kind of had an idea of how much it was because my host parents kind of told me about it yeah i mean but it says it on your ds2019 <laughs> it does but you know i don't think i think a lot of our pairs don't even know and when we kind of right i'll tell you how much it is steph and then we can talk about that compared to childcare costs so the estimated annual cost of actually hosting an au pair is just under twenty thousand dollars so a lot of families pay monthly so it's about sixteen hundred dollars a month more or less so of that twenty thousand just under half of that is the au pair's wages so we get paid just under ten thousand dollars a year in terms of wages and then the rest goes to the agency for the program fee the processing fee the registration fee the bulk of that is the program fee the host family pays but then on top of that twenty thousand dollars host parents pay for cars car insurance um food board five hundred dollars for education you know gifts vacation extra pay all Mm -hmm. that so Steph, straight away, if you didn't know what an au pair was, and I said, oh, hey, yeah, you can have an au pair for $20,000 a year. What would you say? I mean, that would sound like a heck of a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, it's more than I'm a lot like, of people no earn in a year, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're a host family thinking about hosting a pair, you have to have a decent amount of money behind you. It's because, very middle class. Yeah. It's even when, like, the extra cost of, like, I don't know, like, my host dad has paid for extra things for me that, like, a host family is entitled to paying for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, gas, like, even just gas and, like... Really? Um, if, like, I was, I'd done my 45 hours a week and then they still wanted to go out, they need to then pay for a babysitter on top of that, then that's extra. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. all these, like, other costs in between like, everything else. And then the kids still go to school which then most likely the parents still have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, in most cases, it's still a lot cheaper than an in-country nanny or hiring a babysitter. Babysitters in America charge a fuck ton of money. <laughs> I mean, they can, can't they? <laughs> and I know that 
daycares are quite expensive over here as well like to put a child in daycare because they don't get funded childcare here like like we do in the UK for example mm-hmm. um so they have to pay for childcare in yeah. any circumstance here and when you work it out statistically with in, in like comparing all of them au pairs do generally turn out to be the cheapest option oh and the gosh. most and the most sen- like sensible option i guess because you have someone here constantly someone here that's consistent for the children um you build a relationship with them rather than just seeing them at drop off and pick up time do you know what i mean yeah it's it's more of a i I think it's a nice way to have childcare available exactly yeah and obviously it depends on what state you're in and what your family dynamic is but when i was again researching this episode there was um a couple who host an au pair with cultural care and before they hosted, they were looking into childcare and daycare and stuff. And so there were two kind of statistics that kind of jumped out at me. And one of them was obviously the, you know, the sharp increase in, you know, rising childcare costs. And they found out that hiring a nanny in their area would have cost nearly $50,000 a year. And that's disgusting. But then they also, and they're in Virginia, which isn't, you know, yeah, it's not so like it's, you know, the middle of New York City or something or California yeah, or whatever. Right. And so they found that, um they were looking into a daycare instead and the daycare for one infant and one four-year-old it was going to be nearly nineteen thousand dollars and that's basically what it would be for an au pair and you'd get less flexibility one parent would have to stay home and it's like it it just wouldn't work and and when like you just said like when you think about what you get on top and you get that consistency and you get that relationship and you get you kind of not the. I feel like there's there's a different kind of sense of trust. Obviously, you trust babysitters and nannies and stuff, but oh, yeah. there's something a little bit more when you know that there's. I don't know. Like I feel like some host parents might think that an, an au pair has more love for their children and mm-hmm. has it has a deeper understanding and a deeper connection because they're always there. Yeah, and, I feel like you yeah. do build a stronger relationship and a stronger bond with the kids and with the parents when you're there 24-7, you know? I feel like you're more invested as well. Yeah, and when you're living with someone, you just, whoever it is, whether it's a host family or a partner or a parent, or whoever, a friend, you do become closer because you're living in the same space. You know, yeah. it does it does change your relationship. And in regards to, like, the families being rich, yeah, there is some bloody wealthy families that have au pairs like my friend has a very wealthy host family and they have a movie theater in their house and all this kind of stuff you know there is wealthy host families I know if my one of my friends was interviewed by um, a coach of a very well-known American football team wow <laughs> so you know yeah. there there is wealthy families and you know a, a, the families have to be somewhat well off like we said um, but I think generally they are just normal middle class families. Yeah, they're so. Yeah. I mean, my host parents are just the most normal people. So laid back, so cool, and yeah. I mean, I say it to you all the time. For people that have, you know, very high stressing pressure jobs, I'm like, they are remarkably cool people. Yeah, <laughs> they're and so I mean, chill. Yeah, most most host families that have au pairs, au pairs do have like high demanding jobs, like doctors or lawyers. There's a lot of lawyers, a lot of military, a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that a lot on the or like finance, like accountants, stuff like that. You see yeah. them a lot when you're looking through profiles. And like my host dad is like the vice president of a really, um, well, a, a 
company that builds like complexes and buildings and all this kind of mm. stuff so they have to have like well-off jobs and they do have demanding <laughs> jobs and they need to pay for us exactly so it's not abnormal to see you know high paying high demanding jobs mm-hmm. that from the host families but you know they're, they're normal people they live their normal middle class lives it's not like fancy like tennis courts and swimming pools you know it is for some people but not it for, is us. for some people <laughs> but most of the time that's not what you find yeah. if that's what you're looking for i wouldn't know we have to you know we have to walk yeah. to the country club to get to our tennis court <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah most oh. of his families are part of the country club <laughs> yes darling which is so it's kind of cool um so I think when we were thinking about this episode, I think my main concern and kind of worry is that people's attitudes and ignorance can have like a very negative impact on au pairs in general, but mm-hmm. especially future au pairs, because, you know, there's been one or two people that we've kind of spoken to before. I don't know if people, if you remember them, Steph, but there was one girl who was from Brazil and she had a very negative reaction from some family members they were yeah, like oh that's a waste of your life and so yeah. she actually quit and yeah. you know obviously I didn't know her personally personally but she seemed like a great girl and she let me look at her profile like before she sent me like a screenshot and I was like you know you sound awesome like you'd be an awesome pet and I think it's a shame that she let that get the better of her obviously you know people have personal situations but I feel like it is absolutely fine to not know what an au pair is and it's fine mm-hmm to kind of be like well what's this but I think it's the way that people kind of present their opinion and they're very negative about it just because they don't understand it and I think you know you have no idea what people's plans are in their life and you have no idea like also let me just ask this you know how people go on a gap year during university why is that okay but this isn't yeah why is that okay so people what what when I tell people that I was going to be an au pair when I was back home and I told my friends especially my friends they were like you're going to live in a stranger's house like that's weird (laughs) which is like (laughs) it is weird yeah but you build a relationship with them before you come over here so it's kind of like it is a scary thing we've said this before it's terrifying to come over here and meet somebody that really actually you don't know you you talk to them over a video call but Talking over a video call and actually meeting in person is like a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, it's like dating. Like, you're not actually like a long distance relationship through a computer is different to like an in person relationship. It's the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's. But then, but also when you go on a gap year, you might like couch surf or whatever, just go and yeah. stay on someone's couch or like go stay in a room of a Airbnb. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah whereas, just for a longer period of time but we actually have a relationship with the people we're living with exactly yeah and it's like people go on gap years to find themselves and all that crap fair, yeah. like I'm not I'm not banging gap years or whatever like fair enough go and have a gap year like that's what I was gonna do but then I changed my mind but you know don't you know don't shit on us because we're out yeah. here way we are thousands of miles away from our comfort zone right now and yeah. as much as, you know, we love our host families and we're, you know, we're, we're happy where we are and stuff, like, it's, it's such a huge thing. And when we go back, we're going to be able to say to the employers, like, we, we're that type of person who could commit to being yeah. abroad for two years. Because yeah. obviously, you can't just take a bus home. You are stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> well, mate, you are stuck. And I mean, very... if, if you really needed to go home, you could. Really, really. But it's really, not really. quick. But you can't just hop on a bus and go that day. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
yeah you have to kind of stick it out and I think it forces you to grow up and it forces you to be independent yeah. and oh for sure I mean you have to look after tiny humans for Christ's sake like yeah. seriously yeah um but yeah and then there was an Italian au pair who kind of said that with her experience there was that there's a very big emphasis on education like in her home country like education is very valuable and you know you you go up and up and up and up until eventually you get like a master's or a phd or something and she said that that's very valuable but then she said but she was she was saying to her mom like yes education is valuable but so is life experience and this gives me life experience like we've said and i think people don't realize that we're not just going for a year to look after kids because it's easy because it is not an easy job oh for sure it is not easy people say oh why don't you just go on a gap year well okay here's the deal so if i came over to america for example and i was doing a gap year i'd still have to pay for my visa etc my flights everything i would have had to pay for for the agency pretty much and i would still have to work over here to be able to earn money during my gap year because mm-hmm. you can't just save up a year's worth of money to travel and do all this stuff. You have to work. <laughs> Unless you have while a trust fund. you're traveling, right? <laughs> you have to work while you're traveling in bars or whatever. Um, but then you still have to pay for your phone, transportation, accommodation, food. Um, I'm over here traveling uh, and I don't have to pay for any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So who's you know? got it better? So who's got it better, really? <laughs> you're working, I'm working. Um, you're living we have in accommodation stability. and paying for it I'm living in accommodation and not paying for it <laughs> you know so I'm doing a gap year but I'm being paid to do a gap year rather than um, <laughs> rather than having to like pay my way through my gap year yeah basically I right? mean I honestly have no issues with gap years I just no, kind of wish people would you know back the f up but, but it is people that do gap years like why don't you just go and travel if you want to travel travel I'm like I am traveling, I am traveling. I'm just doing Slowly. it in a way that's sustainable and <laughs> and gives me a chance to breathe exactly exactly yeah but I will say it's not all negative it's not no. I mean my parents have been very supportive 99% of my friends have been just like oh wow that's amazing I'd love to hear more about it and let me know how it goes and a lot of my friends are like yeah go get it girl like crush it and they're like you know as long as you're happy we're happy kind of vibe um yeah so it is it is you know a lot of people are like oh wow like oh you're out and you're like you're brave going I couldn't do that and I'm like well okay, yeah whatever. um yeah. but yeah it's definitely not all negative and I feel like we've just had like a massive bitching session about <laughs> this but it is not all negative there are people no, out there a lot who are of happy. people a lot of people will be interested in it and admire what you're doing and <laughs> heroes of the hour <laughs> and it like I said before it can inspire people that you know maybe were were thinking about it but were too scared to like you could admire you can inspire them to do it themselves and you know like my family um, love it they love that I'm over here doing this and my nan and granddad bless their hearts they just adore keeping up with my journey they like my mum goes around over there and shows the videos and the photos and I sent them a postcard from New Orleans and they were like over the moon yes with the postcard they love it and you know it's because especially with our parents I feel like with our parents and grandparents we're doing what they wish they could have done yeah my mum wished she had done this and she said so before yeah my mum wished she would have traveled more when she was my age and so she's so proud that I am over here and experiencing something so amazing and gaining this like once in a lifetime opportunity 
um and I'm not wasting my life as such yeah you know I mean COVID makes it harder but for sure I'm still happy we're so lucky yeah we're lucky that we were still able to come over here despite what's happening my mum was crying today because it's the year anniversary of COVID oh yeah and lockdown um so they were having like a minute silence or whatever in the UK today Mm -hmm. to commemorate the year and she was crying because she was like I can't believe what you've achieved even though this horrible thing was happening throughout the world you still fought through everything and were able to go and live your dream and she was like overwhelmed with pride because she was just like I'm so I'm so happy that you were still able to go and do this and I'm proud of you for fighting through it and getting through it and getting over there and having the best time living your best life living yeah best life honey yeah so that's probably a good place to end it on a positive um on a positive note yeah for all you we're not a nanny joking. we're not a nanny we're not a nanny um, <laughs> yeah so mainly what we want you to take away from this episode is if you aren't sure what an au pair is i mean you probably do know what an au pair is if you're listening to this yeah. podcast um <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what it is are you okay well, are you okay <laughs> Listen to episode one um oh, yeah i kind of just want people i mean we both just want people to be more open-minded on both sides and to realize that au pairs have more value than people kind of give them yeah I mean I didn't have a clue what it was before I stumbled across it on the internet but (laughs) here I am now like we have a freaking podcast about the living your best life (laughs) open your mind and just embrace it embrace it go for it so learn french and you'll know what it is (laughs) thank you so much for listening guys um we'll be back next week with a brand new episode so stay tuned we'll be here (laughs) thanks for listening guys and that's the tea thank you for listening subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair be sure to follow us over on instagram at au pair tea we'll speak to you next week Bye. bye